Jumbo. Welcome to Laura and Sunset. <laughs> we need to find us, you know, one of those um, tunes. I don't know, you know, those tunes that like YouTubers have <laughs> that start off at the beginning of their something, and so you always remember that it's me or our beginning, whatever it's supposed to be called, could just be Jumbo. <laughs> I fell in love with the word I don't know some years back and it like really stuck oh I know how I went for an internship program where a gentleman would always greet us Jumbo cheers and so you know I thought it was cool <laughs> and here I am using it over and over again and with, with each community that I go to hi how are you doing <sighs> I hope you're okay. I really do. I hope you're fine. And that whatever weights you have, anything that you're struggling with, you're lifting it up to Jesus. It's it's really amazing how just how God can renew us, can give us new perspective, can heal us, can heal whatever things that we go through and we experience, no matter what they are. And can give us new sight into our situations. One thing that has always puzzled me as I've grown in my Christianity and reading the Word of God is how in the world Paul <laughs> and you know his other like apostles and you know disciples would all seem to just not be phased out by whatever it is they were facing. Like what? <laughs> I think they saw something more you know the more that we have in Christ and knowing that right now right here this is not our home and someday God is going to come Jesus is going to come down in all of his glory and we'll head back home to beautiful eternal life freedom joy streets of gold so you know if you're if you're ever going through a hard time just remember that there is better to come there is much much better to come and that you're okay and that god says to cast your burdens on him because he cares for you he really does he cares for you so so much so i pray for you that whatever it is you're experiencing you will lift that burden up to god and just don't struggle with it any longer don't struggle with it any longer run to jesus the same way so many people in the gospels run to jesus when they were blind when they were struggling with prostitution when when they just didn't know how to enter the kingdom of god like they just ran to him and he has the solutions he gives us solutions and guess what we have him in his word imagine the word is god and so as as we read as we spend more time with jesus in his word today i want you to know that we are literally taking in god it's like wow and so run to his word run to his word for encouragement run to people who can encourage you can pray with you can speak to you and he just help you trust god and just know that he is there and that he loves you so 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 much you're his child you know any father would want to give their best to their children so just know god is fighting for you he really is 
you're that important oh my god wanted by the king of kings we should make a shots like that don't you think <laughs> we make a shot and we just write you know wanted by the king of kings oh my goodness guys i think i'd like walk the whole of kampala strut kampala with it <laughs> hi if you're listening to this oh my god i need to introduce myself my name is laura a team um this is laura uncensored and i'm just really happy that you're here and that we're going to share about christ know him better just love him okay let's step right into it we are still doing the book of romans yay oh gosh guys Romans healed me. Wow, 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 wow. Can't wait for what it's it's doing to you and what it's going to continue doing to you. Yeah. <laughs> so let's start off. Uh, we're continuing from Romans 1 verses 18 and saying, The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that men are without excuse. Wow. You know, the first thing that stands out for me in the scripture is verse 18, particularly when it says the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness. I recognize here that the truth, the truth which is God, you know, um, Jesus said he is the way, the truth and the life. And so the truth is suppressed by people's wickedness. And you know, if there's anything that you do that you know is, is uh, for lack of a better words, say wicked, <laughs> then you are suppressing the truth. You're suppressing, you're suppressing Jesus, maybe in your life, maybe in other people's life, through the way that we behave and what we do. And I recognize now that how, how we treat people, what we do, how we live is just that important. It's important for us to do good, to be good, to show Jesus that we may not suppress the truth and, 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 and not give light to things that are not of God, you know, in our lives, in how we live, in everything that we do, because we are representation of him. Imagine verse 19 says that uh like you know if you look at it it talks about how god has revealed himself through creation can you imagine that you yourself are a creation of god and god has also revealed himself through you however wickedness can suppress that truth of god the revelation of himself if you choose to give your entire life to god you know and let him shine through you like you as a creation of god are revealing him oh my god isn't that amazing i really hadn't thought of this till now thank you jesus whoa and and then you know this morning i'm seated like on the balcony of my home and i uh, you know the, just having a beautiful time looking at the sunrise and you know the different colors that come and things like that of course not like how it's like in the movies you know 
when I don't know it's like they're like purple and whatnot whatever colors but still even now as as I just recognize its beauty that just reminds me that there's someone much bigger all of creation shows that God does exist I mean we cannot nothing on this earth like you know that is natural was just up and created by us and so he says that he has revealed himself to, to us throughout time and so we know him by just the miraculous by, by living and existing and creation is just reason enough to see God and to see him through things but I think my biggest highlight is you yourself being a creation of God and how through you God is revealed and I think it's important it's really important that that we keep by him so that we know how to live how to live right how to live how to live in a way that will reveal him constantly to people and just even you know verse 18 that has talked about um, how 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 the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all godliness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness I just we can suppress the truth by our wickedness we really can we really can imagine how many people are doubtful of God because of maybe things that Christians did maybe you know things that his very creations just us all of us are doing that make us doubtful of God you know plants you just keep growing and you know there are buds and so many random things the other day I was like on YouTube and seeing some shark called or megalodon I don't know what that is I was so freaked out that thing is massive <laughs> and I was you know I genuinely fear water transport and like seas <laughs> so much so when I saw it I'm like but God was it necessary to make this? And so we keep discovering amazing things about the world that just show us that there is something bigger, someone bigger, and we couldn't have come from an explosion. <laughs> There's a time at church, at my previous church, we were covering something on um, on science and God, and and the and the pastor said that you need much more faith to believe that a blast brought forth the world <laughs> like, like because he was saying imagine you know you're in a science lab and then an explosion occurs and then when the explosion occurs people just get up and find like an iphone 7 and he was like just imagine how how much faith you must have to just see an explosion and an explosion a blast big bang happening and everything is created <laughs> so so yeah we just we thank god for creation um let's go on to verse 21 that says for although they knew god they neither glorified him as god nor gave thanks to him but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened isn't that sad for although we ourselves know God, we don't glorify Him. Isn't that sad? We don't give thanks to Him. 
but our thinking has become futile you know whenever i'm reading romans i just i think about the world now and our lives now and i think what what the what the scriptures are doing to just show me what the world has become constantly through the things that we do and so when i see this at fall though they knew god and they neither glorified him and thinking about us you know some of us actually do know god you know some of us may be raised our hands in church or some of us we just have the belief in our hearts and we know that god exists but we don't glorify him with our lives and we don't give thanks to him we don't we don't give him reverence he he has nearly no control over us and you know god wants good for us he loves us he's a good good father and so let's continue verse 22 says although they claimed to be wise they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal god for images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles so sometimes we think we are wise <laughs> we think i don't know we we think we are wise and we take out we think we have our own power and strength and so the bible here says in verse 22 although they claimed to be wise they became fools and then we exchange the glory of the immortal god for things that we create and images that we create to look like mortal man that we that people worship and birds animals and reptiles that people worship and then verse 24 goes on to say therefore god gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another they exchanged the truth of god for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the creator is forever praised amen you know today i decided to check out what what is the meaning of worship and i found a dictionary meaning that said to love respect and admire someone or something very much often without noticing the bad qualities of that person or thing and i realize that sometimes maybe we worship people you know maybe we worship the things that we have maybe we worship the life that we live here and it has become everything that we live for and our eyes are not in full reverence and the truth of god and who he is we exchange the bible here as i said we exchange the truth of god for a lie so we are deceiving ourselves that we can worship mortal beings or sculptures of things and think that those things are going to give us real life true life and yet god is who deserves our worship and our reverence and we have concocted stories imagine oh god of you know what these these idols and whatnot have done for us or do for us and that is what we worship and that's not the truth you know that these were things that were created by people and not god and also when you think about yourself and what things in your life do you continuously put before god 
or have you put in a place of near worship where it feels like you admire them so much even without thinking about their bad qualities you know maybe people you know maybe some of us worship our leaders maybe some of us worship our wealth you know we think that that is all that we need and we forget that God needs to be our ultimate and supreme and to place him in his place of honor because he does deserve it he created us <laughs> he created us he created the whole world and so that's something really to think about but then also to recognize that verse 24 said therefore after people creating things to worship God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another whoa so it made me think all the sexual impurity that we see now (laughs) or that we see in the world what if these things come because we switched our focus of worship from God to other things. What if you're struggling with sexual immorality because you switched the focus of God to other things? You may not be worshiping an idol, like a physical idol that you have created, but what what if you're worshiping something else? You're worshiping wealth. You're worshiping continuously, I don't know, like you maybe you're worshiping yourself you're worshiping people anything that isn't god and maybe maybe your struggles with sexual impurity are from that and what what comes to light right now is that maybe if you switched focus hmm, and put god back in his place in your life you could see that transformation you could see that transformation. You really could. Right now, I feel convicted to testify. Um, I think as, as a person, this is like really hard for me. <laughs> but I'd, right now could be the time. I, I struggled with sexual immorality for a while. I think for most of my life, you know, when I went back in my mind and thought about like my life and where I've come from, Sorry, not where I've come from. Like the episodes that led me to first of all discovering sex, and you know everything that it in that that every single sort of sexual ish encounter that I've had in the past, um, whether it was watching something or with someone, I re like I when I went back to the past, I realized that you know. The, it keeps growing it keeps buildings you think <laughs> you think that you will stop but you know now you've come to jesus and god i repent i'm sorry for the for what i have done and you know what has happened between me and someone please forgive me and then he forgives you because that's just who he is you know he forgives us bible says i think in first john um if we repent of our sins he is faithful and just and will forgive us and purify us from all unrighteousness first john one nine you know and so but then you keep going back you keep going back you keep going back and it seems like this is a never-ending struggle that you will never completely let go of until very recently 
I declared that I'm going to live a sexually pure life. And I distinctly put God in in reverence in that position and switched my mind to focusing more on him and letting go of whatever it is that could possibly lead me to sin. You know, when you let go, when you start dropping off these things that could lead you to sin, it ideally means that you're going to start placing some else the bible says somewhere in the gospels that if a demon says cast out of someone but nothing fills that house someone else something else will come or or it says i think it says that like around the same seven more demons will come and fill that place and will leave the person worse off than what they were before so when you have let go of sin or something you need to replace whatever seemed to be holding you down with God so that now you have a new power you have God living on the inside of you to give you freedom and so what I'm trying to say is until I got to giving God his his place his place in my whole life until I said Lord I am done with this and now I am replacing it and putting you as Lord over my life in this area and following what your word says and just fleeing from sexual immorality that is when I began to really taste freedom to really really taste freedom so I'm speaking to you and saying that possibly your sexual immorality one you haven't completely let go of it too you haven't put God in his position as Lord just like you see here that that um people having replaced God with other things with other things that we worship made God give them over to their sinful desires of their hearts and sexual immorality sexual impurity so maybe maybe that's something you need to do you know to give yourself completely and wholly to God and then you'll begin to see some change put him where he's supposed to be recognize him in all of creation recognize that you yourself are a creation of god and so you should be revealing god and then you'll see chains break you'll see chains break you'll see chains break you'll see them break off one by one and you won't even recognize yourself you will ask who was that like even sin itself you'll begin to detest it you'll begin to detest anything that isn't God. I pray someday God gives me more courage to share deeper, I think, <laughs> on sexual immorality and just to give you a proper full testimony. At the moment, I don't yet have the courage. I called this Laura Uncensored because I wanted to tell you the truth. So my truth right now <laughs> is that the full courage hasn't yet hit me, but I thank God because he will lead me there. Because I gave myself off as a vessel to God and I said, here I am, I just want to serve you. And so ever since I said that, I have grown gradually to continue serving him, to doing things that I never thought I could have. So someday I know that the power of God will rest upon me and he will use me to free more and more people from sexual immorality. And so, so, so let's continue. 
verse 26 because of this god gave them over to shameful lusts even their women exchanged natural relations for unnatural ones in the same way the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another men committed indecent acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their perversion wow this is what we understand here gazing is unnatural i know i know i know laura you're hitting some points that you know may cause you controversy but i want you to read god's word romans 1 26 to 27 that are clearly showing us that it's unnatural to want to be with another woman if you're a woman and to want to be with a man if you are another man and that it is a shameful lust in verse 26 we're not condemning you i just want to correct you in case you're listening to this and this is something that you're struggling with i want to listen i want you to know that god can renew you god can renew you and make you completely whole transform you and put you back to the natural state that you should be I know sometimes you read the word of God and it feels like it's condemnation and condemning you from who you think you are. But I'm telling you, no one knows you better than your creator. Our minds, society, and maybe how we were brought up by different people. People can do, I don't know, evil things or what we are exposed to can make us think that that is our life. But no one, no one knows you better than your creator. No one knows your purpose better than your creator. God made you a man for a reason. God made you a woman for a reason. God made you male. God made you female for a reason. I just want you to know that if you step into the arms of your creator, he will lead you down the path of righteousness. He will cleanse you. He will completely forgive. Oh my goodness. Last a few days ago, I think maybe last week I was reading Luke. I'm sorry, I may take a bit long today. I thought I'd take like just 30 minutes, but uh, <laughs> it's probably going to take a bit longer. But I just, I want to show you something. Oh God, I thank God that even when I opened my Bible, it opened right to that. So I'm going to read for you Luke 7, uh, 36 to 50. And it's titled in my Bible, I have an NIV, Jesus anointed by a sinful woman. So, now one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him. So he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. When a woman who had lived a sinful life in that town learned that Jesus was eating at at the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster jar of perfume. And as she stood behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is that she is a sinner 
I just want to say I'm sorry. If if you've wanted to break free from your sexual sin, if you've wanted to break free from your prostitution, if you have wanted to set free, to, to get free from from gayism, from lesbianism, but then you have found people in the body of Christ who have labeled you a sinner. I'm so sorry that you experienced that. I am sure it must have been painful and you must have struggled. But I want you to know that Jesus does not see that. And we're going to see it as we continue. I'm sorry, I'm getting really emotional because I don't know how to I don't know how to tell you how much God loves you and how much when you get to know him, you will find yourself. You really will. You really will. So anyway, let's continue <laughs> before your CC gets too emotional. Alright. Um when the Pharisee who okay, she is a sinner. That's verse 39. So verse 40 says, Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Simon says, tell me, teacher. Two men owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back. So he canceled the debts of both. Now, which of them will love him more Simon replied I suppose the one who had the bigger debt cancelled you have judged correctly Jesus said and he turned towards the woman and said to Simon do you see this woman I came into your house you did not give me any water for my feet but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you how many sins have been forgiven, for she loved much. But he who has been forgiven little, loves little. And then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, Who is this who even forgives sin? Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. I just want to tell you, if you have even a little faith, even a little faith that God is true, that he is real, that Jesus came, and that he can purify you from sin, run to him. Run to him because no matter what people say, God God wants to renew you. God wants to renew you. He will not call you by your sin. He will not call you by the things that you have done. You know what he will say to you? He will invite you and tell you your sins are forgiven. He will see what other people don't see. Other people may not see your heart that is burning and bleeding to be with God. I mean you ran to him. You ran to him like this lady and you were desperate to be freed. You were desperate to be freed. You've been struggling. You've been struggling. It's too much for you and you just don't know what to do. So you hear of this savior who can purify you, who can cleanse you and make you whole and you run to him. And it almost seems as if she's pleading. You know, she's crying, cleaning his feet with his hair. I want you to know that right here shows that Jesus literally doesn't 
care what you come with. I mean, if you come and give him your reverence with him, just with tears, that's enough. The Pharisee didn't give him water for his feet. For his feet, was he looking for water? No. She came with her tears, and that was enough for him. And he said, "Your faith, your faith has saved you. Faith in Him has saved you. Go in peace. Your your sins, they are forgiven." If you can just have faith that God can start something new in you, I don't care where you are or what you're doing right now, you can get on your knees right now and just tell God, I want a new life. I want a new life. And you know, I bet that even after this, so many people must have still seen her through her past. Maybe she didn't have yet have, I don't know, the wealth to change her clothes or things like that or change the way she looked. But if in that moment when she was probably still dressed as a prostitute, because I guess in those times, I, I was listening to a preacher once who was saying they dressed in a particular way that she would have been recognized. Immediately, immediately she stepped away from Jesus. Other people must have still seen her as that prostitute but as as the chains break off because you have now given yourself to someone new you transform slowly and slowly into the person you ought to be into the person god knows you to be he brings you back to your natural state let me tell you there is nothing impossible with god nothing impossible with god also there is now no condemnation in christ jesus if you find christians who keep condemning and just making you feel like you are not qualified to come to the kingdom of god please don't listen to that listen to what the word says listen to this part of luke where this sinful lady came and jesus admitted her and forgive her of all her sin you are forgiven you can be forgiven just have faith just have faith god can renew you transform you make you something entirely new it's not impossible it's not impossible you're not far too gone you are not you're not far too gone to be renewed I love you so much. If you're struggling, I don't send a message. Send a message on Anchor. Text me. How can we help you? How can we help you speak life into you and get you out of the place that you are? Because God wants that for you. And we, I want that too. I want you to know the joy that I have. I want you to experience what I have. I'm so happy. Oh my God. And I want you to feel that way. To have the peace that I have because I have Jesus. To have the renewal that I get every single day because I have Jesus. And so let's finish this up. Before I end up getting to like an hour. <laughs> Furthermore. Verse 28. Furthermore, since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, he gave them over to a depraved mind to do whatever ought not to be done. I think this shows us, okay, now let's say you've given your life to God now. You are a new creation. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the person who has been listening to this and has decided that they are giving their lives to God. I want you to know, if this is you, that the Bible says in Romans that if you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth that 
Yeah? Okay, I don't know if it says exactly that, but I know that there's a scripture that talks about believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. You you believe that he is Lord. The Bible says in, in John 3.16 that God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him shall have eternal life. So all you need to do is believe. Believe it in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, that you believe in him and give him your heart. And right now, right now, it doesn't matter where you are, even if you're not in the church, in your room, right now, you can be saved. You can, you are saved. In fact, you have a brand new life. You're called by someone new. Oh my God. <laughs> you have a brand new price tag. Like you are priceless. We all are. It's beautiful. So, um, so here, but now after having given your life to God, when we do not retain the knowledge of God, you know, we know, but you know, we, we need to retain it. Whatever you read, keep it in, meditate upon it so that it remains on your heart and you retain the knowledge of God. So it says again, furthermore, since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, he gave them over to a depraved mind to do what ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. You know, I'm going to keep reading, but as I read this, I realized that these things, these evil things that Jesus, that God is talking about can be all of us at any time, so long as we are not retaining the knowledge of God in our hearts. We can be evil. Whenever you find yourself greedy, maybe you're not retaining the knowledge of God. You're not finding it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God in your heart. Depravity means moral corruption, wickedness. And you are that because you're not retaining the knowledge of God in your heart. It says they are full of envy, murder, strife. Strife is really actually just, um, I think, disagreements. I mean, like having constant disagreements. Yeah, being angry or bitter. And lately I've been experiencing strife. And so I ask myself, have I retained the knowledge of God in my heart? Am I reading what scriptures on forgiveness, on unforgiveness and keeping them inside my heart? So that that does not exist in me. Deceit, malice. Malice is the desire to harm someone. Do you have such desires in your heart? They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters. And some of us are actually slanderers and God-haters. Insolent, arrogant, boastful. If you are boastful, then maybe you're not retaining the knowledge of God in your heart. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. Imagine that even disobeying your parent is evil. Think about that. Just think about that. You, if you If you find yourself constantly disobeying your parents, then the knowledge of God. You're not retaining the knowledge of God in your heart. They are senseless, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death. Imagine if you do such things, you deserve death. So yesterday as I was in strife, I, I, I really, I deserved death. <laughs> but we thank God that 
you know he's able to transform us the bible says i think somewhere else in romans i think 12 that be transformed by the renewing of your mind so we need to keep renewed renewed that is when transformation comes the constant renewing there's a reason there's an ing there renewing of our minds they not only continue to do these very things but also approve of those who practice them what so if you approve of people who practice these things if you are if you are approving someone to disobey their parents if you are approving gossip if you are approving slander if you are approving greed deceit if you're telling someone to deceive someone malice then that is wrong you're not retaining the knowledge of god and well we deserve death imagine imagine (sighs) wow so that's all i had for you today guys i am way behind by like over 10 minutes i had so much to share today but i thank you so much for tuning in thank you so much for listening thank you so much for being here today if you have given your life to god today because of listening to this or if you feel the conviction to give your life to god but you just need someone to walk with you just a little bit or to lead you and to what you should do you know steps to just help you continue retaining yeah you see we've learned it's important to <laughs> retain the knowledge of god please i think i think on anchor you can send a message or something or if you see me post this on any social media platform my name is laura atim you can find me on facebook you can find me on instagram i guess also twitter i'm not but i'm not very active on twitter but uh, you can find me on facebook instagram inbox me tell me hi laura i listen to your podcast and i just want us to talk about this please i'm i'm so willing i am so willing to help you and to just help you know how to start off this new journey because you have believed in your heart and confessed with your mouth i want you to open your mouth and confess that jesus is lord and that you accept him into your life that you believe in him and that you accept him into your life as your lord and savior and I promise you that you can start over. You can start over. Nothing is impossible with God. You are never too wrong. You are never too stuck in sexual immorality. You are never too stuck in gazing in lesbianism. You are never, never too stuck to be renewed. To be renewed. In fact, I know of a pastor who was a lesbian. So uh, I, I don't know. I don't remember which pastor it is. Jackie Hill. I, I, okay, I don't know what her name is. <laughs> I'm not going to give you wrong information, but I know of one. And she wrote a book called "Gay Girl, Good God," I think. So I guess if you can find it, maybe you could read it, and it could help you just or look for her testimonies or something. Um, I I don't I don't know if I don't know about a male pastor, but maybe I could find one for you. However, just reach out, reach out to me and I just I'd, I'd love for us to talk and just get to know this loving and amazing God that we have. All right, so I got to go now, but thank you so much for tuning in. You are awesome. I love you so much. God loves you so much. I leave you with a blessing. I pray over your life that the word of God may be retained in your heart. 
yes may be retained in your heart and that you will experience such transformation in your life beautiful transformation that you will mirror god that you as a creation will speak of god in everything that you do and say in jesus name amen be blessed enjoy your day i love you guys so much thank you for listening please share this with anyone who you think really needs this love you bye bye